Hello again. Welcome to episode 17 of Across the Middle. Joining me as always, Bob Barry. Welcome back. We are back. I got my uh, Gatorade full force, not watered down tonight. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Steven joining us again. This is the third, fourth, fifth episode you're on. Oh, I'm starting to become a regular here. Yeah. Cousin, cousin Oliver for the Brady Bunch here. A friend of the pod, mm, family of the pod. Uh, don't family have a dr- don't have a drink with me, but just for all you avid golfers out there, I shot a ninety four today, and I'm a couple of ultras in. So let's do this. Amazing, amazing. I was uh, reading text of somebody else when I was on the train yesterday, and he was upset because he shot a ninety eight, and I was like, I have no idea if that's good or not, but I would I think anything under a hundred is pretty good. I, we played skins today and I just, every time I parred a hole or was in the skins, it would be a carryover and I lost money today. Wow. But Despite shooting a good, good score. Uh, Ryan Duggan, friend of the pod also shot, I think he shot like an 85 and I wow. think the other guy we shot with shot like 89, but I got 90, what did I say? 94. And then somebody else shot mm-hmm. like 99, but he blew up on the back. But for all you golfers out there, we I know we have a few. Um, I believe I shot – I can't even think about it right now. I have to look at my scorecard. We're not going to waste the time. But let's get into this. Let's, let's NFC, do it. I was going to say Bob, shaking, Bob is shaking his Bob's head. Shaking, Bob's golf. shaking his head. So. I'm like, what the F are we doing here? He retired from golf, everybody. <laughs> Bob retired from golf. The strong <laughs> lefty. He could have been – Bob could have been great. Bob could have been your, uh, your low 80s. But he just he – just, Walked away from the game at, at his peak. And Hoover, I can't wait to play with you up in Wisconsin. We're going to have a good time. We are going to have a good time. I'm going to try to shoot under 125, which I, I think is reasonable. It's going to be great. Uh, I, I'll i take the over, Hoover. I'll be honest. <laughs> no. You don't play. I'll take the over. I don't know the course, what the what the par is on the course, but not a clue if either. there's water. Yeah, if there's water, I'm doomed. I'm going to be sinking a ton in there. I might play with range balls. Um, I, did, I did not smart. lose a ball today until hole 12, if that means anything for anyone. That's but, good. Yeah, I was That's happy good. about you, that. So you lost a ball today? I lost a couple. <laughs> back nine. Back nine at Creek. <laughs> oh, so no, that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> Didn't lose one until 12. Yeah, and then the 17th Ooh, came in. I lost four. Uh, the hole that Rob grew up on, I lost three right off the tee. So if that shows you where Jeez. my score ended. Oh, it was yeah, bad. Yeah, I think but that's get... more telling of uh, how your day was. Well, collapse well, quickly. Speaking of collapse, let's discuss the NFC East. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the uh, the powerhouse that is. Yeah, we're going to cover the NFC East. AFC let's jump East. right. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll transition this. Let's jump right into the Cowboys. Hoover, sure. Hoover, I was going to ask, what do you want to do first, Cowboys or Eagles? We can do the Cowboys. You were there with me at the uh, draft party. How excited was I that we traded back? I thought that was a brilliant move by Dallas. One of the very few in the last couple of years in the draft. You were pretty they, excited. They you obviously, were, it was probably the was third best that night. trade in the first round. Though, yes, it, out of this division, they clearly wanted Patrick Sertain. Our secondary has been atrocious for years. He got drafted by Denver, and they were sitting. Dallas just sat there and said, "All right, who's calling us?" And the Eagles called, which is very rare to see Dallas trade in division, right? And Eagles got who they wanted. Dallas drafted back, and I guarantee. God bless them. Dallas was sitting there going, all right, wherever we fall at 12, let's just pick whoever's the best person available for, for what we need. 
And I like that they went Mika Parsons. I really do. Um, no one had that projected in their mock draft. Nobody. We got Landon Vander Esch and we got Jalen Smith and we just signed it, uh, Neil. So everyone's sitting mm-hmm. there going, ah, eh, they don't really need a linebacker. But all of a sudden, kind of like a CD Lamb last year, we have Amari Cooper, we have Michael Gallup. Why not take, you know, CD Lamb? That's the best available pick. They did the same thing with him this year. I think it brings a little competition to linebacker. They didn't. They declined Van Der Esch's fifth-year contract in Dallas. He's hurt. His he's got neck injuries. My favorite Cowboy of all time that we all know, Dat Win. Once a linebacker starts getting neck injuries, it doesn't usually get better. Doesn't matter if he's on that All-Pro level or not. So they brought him in there, twelfth overall. I think it's a great pick. It brings a little competition in camp, and I think Dallas nailed it with their first pick. I really I was- do. I was uh, surprised because I, from the outside looking in, I was like, Dallas is definitely does not need a linebacker. And then when I re-looked into it and I was like, wow, they did get a lot of, they had a lot of injuries last year. And as you mentioned, uh, once you have injuries at linebacker, it's really hard to recover. And Jalen Smith is somebody who had him in college from the knee injury and is slowly getting up to speed, but it seems like he's kind of reached his ceiling. So I think it's great for you guys. And if anything, I mean, he sits one year and then he comes in next year and plays great. He's yeah. he's hands down the best linebacker in this class from my my perspective. I think he could literally like with Van Der Esch, another neck injury. He could step right into the role. I think his versatility. He could play either weak side, strong side, or middle. Mm-hmm. And I think, and as a rookie, they're not going to expect much from him. But if he needs to step in one of those roles, it's like, well, we drafted you twelfth overall for a reason. Get in there, kid. So I love the pick. I love that we got a third-round pick over it. Philly got what they wanted over it. But th- as for this pick, I love it. And if we move in, so going off that, I think nobody looks at the Mika Parsons pick and goes, terrible, terrible idea, Dallas. But let's oh, I do. In. You really do? Yeah, I, I don't on. like that pick at all. And this is good. This is what the listeners have been missing. Been missing. I, Bob, go ahead. I, I do think, obviously, they they wanted uh, certain it at 10 and then the trade back is great uh, i love that they trade it back and even did it within the division because the only the downside of not doing it which is what they would usually do is then the giants get that wide receiver so it was already going to be within the division either way devonta smith so i, I really like the trade back but i i do wonder if the bears probably tried to trade up with them because they did it one pick later, and I, I like the Giants trade back a lot better. I would have loved it if they picked up a first rounder and went back to whatever, 20. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't love it. I don't love linebackers in the first round. I do think he's awesome, and he could be great, uh, but he has to be to live up to that draft slot to me. Like, he has to be Pro Bowl for 10 straight years. If you're going off Chicago doing that, I don't know. Like I said, we don't know what was going on on the phones or anything. Chicago could have been stubborn with a lot of things. Um, but like I said, for Dallas to move back and just pick up a third-round pick out of it, I was perfectly fine because obviously they weren't taking Devontae Smith. We cannot take another wide receiver. We're not, we're not Detroit. And yeah. as for Justin Fields in Chicago, I think everyone was kind of looking at it just, you know. Um, I think Chicago did trade up, right? Yeah, they did. Yes. Yeah, the, the very next pick, they traded up with the Giants. Maybe um, maybe they didn't like Dallas. Maybe it was just kind of a... Maybe. 
but bottom line, for where Dallas ended up sitting there at twelve, taking Mika Parsons, I'm fine with that. We could have we took we could have took Slater out of lo- or out of a uh, Northwestern. Yeah, I think that would have been a great pick for you guys. And that was obviously the next pick. Either way, I think they might have had Mika Parsons up there a little. We got a lot of money in our O line. I know it's getting older, but they're saying it's coming back the most healthy it's been. You breathe a lot of draft capital when you're linebacking core. Exactly. Well, we, we have really a lot of in our offensive of value. Our offensive line too. You got Tyrone Smith and you got um Zach Martin and you got a lot of money in that offense. I just think for how bad our defense has been and injury prone, I mean, it it could have went either way. And I'm not, honestly, our defense is terrible. It's been terrible for a very long time, so I'm not upset about it. And I think I think uh, Slater going to the Chargers was a great fit for them. I think both teams really got what was better for them. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I like the pick. Uh, I think, obviously, Patrick Sertan would have been a, a better fit and a better, uh, more of a need for you guys, but he didn't slide because Carolina, I think, screwed that up with J.C. Horn. And um, I think it's a good pick, though. I mean, I think he was the best player on the board. And there is the debate, are linebackers that useful? Um, but if he ends up being anything like Roquan Smith or even Devin White, who didn't grade well, per PFF's reference, but I thought was great. Uh, I think you guys are going to get a good player. And you need somebody who, I when I think of like a Dallas Cowboys defense, I think of Sean Lee, and I don't know if Micah Parsons is that kind of guy, but and somebody is like a field general. Yeah. Nice. The only thing, like I said this once years ago, and I'm sure you were in the group chat, Hoover, but I said if we could clone Sean Lee and just put him in every position on the field, I would love that. But Sean Lee just could not stay healthy, and that's how Vander Esch is looking right now. He just can't stay on the field. And Jalen Smith is one injury away. So, and you never know. But I, we'll just go through the rest of Dallas's draft right now. So we, I know we don't want to keep this that long. Yeah, Kel- um, we, Kelvin Joseph was the next Love pick. it. Love that pick. Corner Kentucky, from Kentucky. Who... Kentucky's not a real big defensive school. You don't really – you know, they bring some guys out of the draft every year that you're like, oh, these guys could be – he played against a lot of top – tier receivers and he played great made a lot of plays on the ball and kept Kentucky in a lot of games by eliminating you know Waddle Smith uh Jamar Chase all these guys he was always put up on he's put up on good matchups I like the pick yeah I definitely addressed the need for you guys if if you couldn't get Patrick Sertan or JC Horn in the first pick I think addressing corners was an absolutely a priority he started his career at LSU and then sat out in 2019 but looks like a good corner from what I saw. He see, he's seen good competition. He's seen a lot of NFL receivers. So I mean, you look at these corners that come out of the SEC and these teams that like, you know, what is Kentucky? Is Kentucky known for having a great pass rush? No. But the fact that he could contain these guys for enough seconds to get off the ball and still be able to make plays and deflect passes against a lot of these top tier SEC receivers, I thought he's a good second round pick. He, I thought he could have maybe even snuck into the late first, but. Taking him 44th overall, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I, I liked that pick. That was good. one of the better picks. Uh, I know he had uh, some character issues, as a lot of your guys' draft picks did. They had a Is that why he said out of 2019? Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know all the details of it, but he, he had some character red flags. Um, actually, like half of your guys' draft did. I know, uh, but but look, but I, I like the player and, and I do think he's a good talent in the second round. I think that was and it it was a clear need. So that was that was a great pick. 
yeah. Yeah, he's he's six. He's twenty-one years old. He's six foot. I mean, you know, he wore number one at Kentucky. He was obviously the captain of the defense and everything. He played against a. One thing I'll say: you look at his highlight reel. He played against a lot of talent. So I I do like that because every time they showed highlights of him, he was covering these guys that were just drafted the round before him. So he was playing them tough, and he, he tackles well in the open field. And Dallas needs that way more than just a guy that can cover. Yeah. Bob, can you say this next name for us? Uh, <laughs> Out of Osa, UCLA? <laughs> Odin Gizua. Uh, no, I, I don't. That's not a name I know very well. Okay. Steven, do you know this fella? Um, I did my research on him. Okay. He's, he's not big. I'm not – this is actually a uh, pick I'm not happy with. He's only 6'2". He's about 280 pounds. He's an Ohio boy. I don't know how he didn't end up at a good old Ohio State, but he ended up on the, the West Coast. I just pack, I just can't think of good Pac-12 pass rusher. I think yeah, he's – Yeah, really quick to catch listeners up, he's a defensive tackle out of UCLA – He's a red shirt senior. He's 6'2", 282, who yeah. played he, – he basically played all four years, though. He has a lot of experience, but he's undersized for defensive tackle Absolutely. with little production. Yeah, so they like him. It, that's probably one of those you see strength, conditioning, you see potential, but third over, 75th overall, I'm not going to – you know, like I said, we're getting to that point third, fourth-round pick. It's, it's fine. He fills a void. I don't think he's going to play this year. If they see something they like, it's kind of like that Taco Charlton pick we took a few years. It was a first-round pick. You see something you like, he'll play, but if not, he's a backup. He might make two years, three years on the roster and then be gone. Well, one of the things I like that teams do uh, – well, I like when teams do this, rather, is when they address the line position in the third, fourth, fifth rounds. And you guys did that for a good amount of picks. I mean, you had three picks in round three and two in round four. Uh, and you took three of the five positions were addressing the offense and defensive line, which I think was a good move. Your next pick was Chauncey Goldston, the Iowa edge rusher. He's a senior and he's 6'5", 262. And the other thing I really like about drafting these linemen, whether they're on offense or defense, in these late rounds is I look for like production. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm not a good evaluator of linemen at all. It's just not my skill set. I'm better at skill positions, but I like to see if at least that they get some snaps and some play. Yeah. It's, it's not the worst picks. Um, you're, you're taking shots on them. I mean, you're just hoping these third, fourth, fifth round picks stick. And like I said, with us trading back with Philly and getting another pick out of it, it's just addressing positions we need, and it's giving us at least depth. Everyone's going to have injuries throughout the year. you got to have some depth in there and get these young rookies in there. And if they're, if they're the second best on your roster, you know, they come in hungry, and maybe they get you, they help you out a few games. But I will say this. My favorite pick okay. of our draft, you know what I'm coming from, Bob I loves don't know. Pick. No idea. Bob, lo- Bob loves his picks. Jabril Cox out of LSU at yeah. 115th overall. That was a that was a pick that when I saw we gave a fist bump. I love it. He's <laughs> he's a, he's a big guy, and uh, he's just 
I don't he, I don't know him. Is is he more of like an edge rusher? Or is he more of an inside no, linebacker? No, he's he's in, in my opinion, he was one of the best uh, coverage linebackers um, this year, and to get him in the fourth was a steal. I, I really liked him. I I thought a team taking him in the back end of the second would still be reasonable value. He started Looking. off at North. Yeah, he started off at North Dakota State and just absolutely insane there. And then he went to LSU, and I think he went to LSU because of you know last year with the them winning the title and everything. But still, he caused problems everywhere he did. Like Bob said, good coverage, good closing speed. He's a big dude. He's 6'4", 231 pounds. He's a little older. He's 23, but like I said, he started off at North Dakota State. So, obviously, he was playing there. But I, I like him. I thought that was a great pick in the draft. Um, do I think he's going to be a franchise forever linebacker? Maybe, maybe not. But he's definitely somebody that's going to come in and make an impact, I think, immediately. And whether whether that's three to four snaps a game, that's it. But I think he plays. I like this guy. I'm reading his little profile. He was in high school, dual threat QB, played receiver, linebacker, safety, and corner. He looks like a safety. I love these modern-day linebackers. They're so awesome. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a big guy, too. He's not like a slight of build. And to get him in the fourth round is – Another reason why I think drafting Micah Parsons at 12 overall is just not necessary because Jabril Cox is my favorite draft pick on your team, but he's probably going to be fifth on the depth chart. So unless unless they lose Jalen Smith and Vander, is it Vandalash? Vandalash. Vander. Yeah, they're they're talking about trading him, but I guess that's kind of fell out. He was going to go to Pittsburgh or somebody else, but there's a lot of talk right now. But I do like Dallas only drafted one skill position on offense, and that was uh, – I, I hate his name. I think it's Simi Fajico out of Stanford. Great, great receiver. I actually watched him uh, tear it up one night. Uh, I think it was against Oregon, one of those late games. But, I mean, we, we're so stacked at wide receiver. He's he's going to barely make the roster at best, practice squad. He could be a he could be a decent gunner because uh, he's he's a big guy and he is fast. But yeah. that's about really all he has to his name in, in terms of a prospect. He doesn't do a lot else at the wide receiver position. He's just kind of a physical freak who can run really fast. When you're drafting at 138 overall, it's just kind of like who's the best pick, and I, he obviously uh, he was, was he was 179. Oh, yeah, I mean, good but project guys same. there. It makes sense. Yeah, and you know, how many wide receivers do come like Antonio Brown or Antonio Brown? Um, who's another one? Marquise Colston. So many guys come out late that I mean, it just depends who you got throwing the ball to him. But he was a, he was a good pick. But like I said, Dallas clearly addressed the defense and the line in this draft, which I was happy about. Yeah, they did. That was a, a need for them last year, big time, and they they went after it. Bob, anyone else you want to talk about on the Cowboys? Um, no, I, I the Jabril Cox was really the great one. The pick before that, which was towards the end of the third round, uh, Nishan Wright, the corner out of Oregon State, I think is a huge reach, but he's he's huge, long corner. Uh, but I, I don't know if he's going to be able to really stick with anybody in man coverage. Not yeah, we're agile. seeing a lot more long, big corners in the NFL. It's like receivers who transition to corner or something, six two, six three types. It's interesting to see how some of them pan out. I feel like a lot, a lot of those guys are better used in zone than man for sure. But 
Steve, who was your favorite pick by the Cowboys? It's real Cox. I think yeah. for where we got him in value, but I do like that we traded back. I like that we traded back, got an extra pick out of that. And Mika Parsons, I'm not – I guess I've just I've seen enough Penn State linebackers and just him sitting out last year. But I'm happy with what they did. I know they wanted Patrick Sertain. They didn't get him. So it was between him and Slater. And I think we've done enough drafting of the offensive line. We have enough money in the offensive line. Take a linebacker because we do have decisions we're going to have to make here between Jalen Smith and Landon Vanderash a lot. So yeah. get this guy in here. Get your real Cox. I love that's why I love that pick too. And you just signed Neil. So you could always trade Jalen Smith, and they did not pick up the fifth year option of Vanderash. So you know. I'm going to send you a, a YouTube video I watched. It's the sky cam of Penn State versus Michigan in the whiteout game. And it is, it's probably one of the best YouTube videos I've ever watched. I watched the entire game that way. And it is, it feels like you're in the stadium. It's incredible. And you can watch Micah Parsons play linebacker and just get all jazzed up for the season. It's a, it's a fun watch. Uh, I, I like, I like the Micah Parsons pick personally. Uh, I just think you guys picked the best player available, but I think Patrick Sertan would have been better for you all. Uh, who was your what was your grade for the Cowboys, uh, Bob? Um, D plus. Wow. Yeah, I didn't like this draft. <laughs> he did, he's Jesus not. Christ! You've given like <laughs> you know what? Like, I'm what gonna... Three or four D's, D's, D pluses. We gave oh, he... two F's last pod. Yeah, well that wait, was. Wait, wait. Did you say B plus or D plus? D, D as in dog. D as in dynamite. Oh my D god! As in, D I as thought you said try again. All right, so for the listeners, sorry I didn't freak out more because I thought I heard B. I did it for you. But I did it for you. No, I don't. I think this is one of the best drafts Dallas has had in a while in terms of what they need and what they need now. Because I told you in our preview, Dallas is all in this year. They have to be. Jerry's 80, 80 years old. Plenty of reasons where the money is. I it's think it was a B, a B to B plus. I think Dallas did exactly what they needed to add depth and add maybe a few playmakers, even if it's three to four plays a game going in the next year. I think they did. I'm happy about it. I'll give it a, a C plus. I'm going. Well, you, wait, what, what, what was your grade, Steve? Did you give one? B, B, B to B plus. B to B plus. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give it a, a C plus because I, I, th- I did. I did like the for the first pick. I um and I like what you guys did in the this third and fourth round. I don't like the second round pick, Kelvin Joseph, personally. I, I see, I do. But like I said, we, we won't know until they play. Like I said, nobody thought Dak would be a franchise $35 million quarterback out of round four. So. I don't know. We can predict yeah. the Some future people a little still bit. Better. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Steven, <laughs> your Dak thoughts. <laughs> no, let's, let's, let's <laughs> pump the brakes there. Let's, who are we going on to next? Eagles, uh, Giants. We're going to hit on the Eagles, who, uh, who, by the way, they, they tanked a game last year, the last game of the season, got all this controversy and like, oh, you should just play. And then they end up getting like a much higher pick and then they well, they traded back or they did something where it's like, it just, it makes sense. If you're you're not a good team and you can't get in the playoff, just, just lose and get a better pick. Uh, they end up taking Devontae Smith 10th overall at re- the receiver out of Alabama, who I'm obsessed with. This guy is like... If I were to build a receiver in a lab, 
maybe I'd make Devontae Smith 20 pounds more heavy <laughs> and stronger. Uh, but he's he runs like yeah. a gazelle and a deer. I love it. I love I cannot watch enough film of Devontae. I actually Smith. think we we uh we spent an entire podcast talking about building a wide receiver in a lab for you. Yeah. <laughs> Was that fantasy think, yeah. fantasy one? People people know my thoughts on on receivers. You want to be over big, six foot, but you want them long and you want them yeah. thin. I'm t- no, this guy runs so smooth and he lit it up last year uh, with arguably a worse quarterback than the year prior. And e- You're even crazy. Okay, really quick. Uh, e- even in 2019, uh, he was the best and most productive receiver in Alabama. And yeah. Henry Ruggs and Jer- Jared Judy went ahead of him. Um, and so he had to go back to college because he d- wasn't getting graded high. And he lit it up. I mean, he's he's hands down. Um, he would have been the best receiver in a in a while, in my opinion, if Jamar Chase wasn't going to come out. The only issue that everyone talks about is his his size, and it's it's a slight concern. But I think his skill set is that of that will produce right away for the Eagles. And by God, do they need it? Because Jalen Rager, who I said this last year, I said it early in the pod is just not a good receiver and they need another one a number a true number one why don't they like his size is it because he only weighs about a buck 80 uh Devontae smith weighs 170 <laughs> he's six he gets- foot 170 and i mean i'm not in shape by any means but he weighs a lot less than i do get that man a, get that man a ham sandwich <laughs> he, he's just one of those guys i can't put on weight i suppose but He's he's great. He's a great player. He can do it. He can do it all. Contested catches, run after the catch. They did a lot of screens, and he took it to the house. He's quick. I love him. Uh, yeah, I think Bob, he's great too. Do you like him more than Jamar Chase, or did you have him equal? No, I, I liked Jamar Chase because I I think there's more certainty that Jamar Chase will produce, whereas Devonta Smith, I I think he will, and I would bet that he will, but. There's at least a question mark attached to him. Yeah. Where's you know who he is? You know who he is, and this is funny that he went to Philly. He is a slightly taller Deshaun Jackson. He's not that type of player at all. He's not this that speed guy. He he's actually doesn't test out like a speedster. He he's he he runs like it though. He runs smooth, so it's deceptive. He runs smooth, it's deceptive, but he actually didn't run a good forty. Yeah, like, he's well, not, not actually I'm the not, guy you're going to ask to stretch the field, and that's it. He's actually the guy who wins every route. Like it's, it, it, he is different. The, the uh, size comp, wise is is a decent comparison. The best comp I've got that I've heard from him is Marvin Harrison, yeah. who played obviously for the Colts years back. But I love the pick by the Eagles. I think it addressed a need and yeah, they got they got to get a, get a player. If they're going to give uh, Hurts some weapons, they got to, you know, the Heisman winner for it. When's the last time a wide receiver won the Heisman? I think he played great. He torched, yeah. A- he torched A&M. I watched him torch a lot of teams. And uh, played- Larry Fitzgerald, I think, won the Heisman. God, Larry Fitz was so good. Him and Calvin. It, he didn't win the Heisman. At Pittsburgh, didn't he? No. We'll have to look it up. Someone look it up. I'll talk about no, Landon. Maybe he was just on the cover of uh, NCAA. Yeah. That's basically a Heisman trophy. I already already looked it up. Desmond Howard was the last wide receiver to win the Heisman. That's ridiculous. Uh, so, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> where do you go? To, 
Where did he go to college, Bob? <laughs> the, that team up north. Those okay. uh, those Michigan fans are still rocking that 1997 conference championship T-shirt. I'll have you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they they are. Landon Dickerson was the next pick for the the Eagles. He was a guard center who started at Florida State, transferred to Alabama. And I mentioned this with the Cowboys. I'm not good at analyzing linemen, I'll be honest. But he played three seasons for Alabama. And uh, that's that's got to be good, right? Towards yeah. ACL in the SEC championship game. And he did it once more in uh, 2016 when he, during mm-hmm. practice. So slight ACL injury concerns. Other than that, solid starter. Where do you, where do you play for three years? Alabama. All right, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love him. He's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's really big for a center, so I don't know if he'll stick there in the NFL. He's six foot six, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, he was. He's awesome. I can't imagine getting down as a center that tall. And he's was he like he's always oh, two thirty six six six. That's a big guy. He's a, he's yeah. lighter, but that's a big guy. I mean, um, I'm speaking of, on a good day, and I don't want to get down that low. Yeah, no way. No way, Jose. Third round, uh, Milton Williams, defensive tackle at Louisiana Tech, who was a red short junior, 6'3", 284. And uh, he is a smaller defense alignment as well, as you can see, 6'3", 284. But he's good on his feet, and he has some good pass rushing skills who had some development over the last couple of years. He's and a guy that – He's a guy that if he he gets you on the first quick step on your interior lineman, he's got a good quick speed to the uh, quarterback. That's why they like him. I, you don't really take much defensive interior lineman out of Louisiana Tech, and you know, but I watched enough film on him that he he makes a good first cut, and if he get, if he beats the lineman, he's got enough speed to get to the quarterback. It's it's a good third round pick. I hate the Eagles, yeah. but it's, it's not a bad third round pick. And then uh, I'll go to their fourth round pick out of the old good old Lubbock, Texas. Um, oh, yeah. Zach McPherson. Cornerbacks out of um, the Big 12 seem to – a lot of them seem to pan out. I think it's a good, it's one of those positions that um, – like there's certain – like people like linebackers out of the Big 10. Corners out of the Big 12 seem to sometimes work out pretty well. But it's just they cover so much in the Big 12. But I yeah, like a lot, of, lot of passing attempts. A lot, he was, lot, lot of offense. He was a, a first of, team all Big 12 last year, too, which is yeah. good. Uh, Bob, who do you like out of the first four picks for them? Anyone to, else or anyone late? Um, I mean, I like their first three picks. I think they're all actually great picks. Um, the yeah. Milton Williams one's a nice, it, you know, you're throwing a dart. He's his he tests off the chart. I think he'll be a little bit like uh, Ed Oliver for the Bills, and they got him in round three as opposed yeah. to a first round pick. So yeah, he's, he's got that of type of upside. Out of high school or college. Yeah, um, Kenneth Gainwell. It's an interesting running back. He might actually stick. Yeah, I, think- I love Kenneth Gainwell. I had him as my number four ranked running back. Oddly enough, I had Michael Carter. He um he's out of Memphis and the name you probably think of now out of Memphis is Antonio Gibson who plays for the Washington football team and uh, Kenneth Gainwell played over him but Kenneth Gainwell sat out last year he was an opt out but he's he's an undersized running back who's really strong he's a great runner he he has all the skill sets I think his size was the only factor and people are labeling him as like a 
third down running back, which I, don't, I think he's more than that personally. But to get a guy like that in the fifth round where Miles Sanders has been banged up a little bit and um, I don't know if he's necessarily a, a star back. So I like the depth piece there. Yeah, I think uh, their next two, uh, they, they took a defensive tackle out of USC. He's probably a depth guy at best. The mm-hmm. Teron Jackson, he's kind of a smaller school guy. Um, I think he's a little short for an edge, but he, he his stats were great. Um, and then Patrick Johnson's actually an edge I like a lot. He's, he's an undersized edge that I, I think getting him in the seventh is a great pick. Yeah, the, my God, I'm surprised you like a guy in the seventh round. Yeah, that's that's surprising. Um, but good good for the Eagles. I think they had a good draft. I'm giving this one a, a B plus. Bob, um, yeah, I'll probably give it a B. I'll give it a B because I still think they could have gone quarterback and they passed on that. Steve, C, C. My favorite pick by the Eagles was Kenneth Gainwell. Average and oh, if I will go to um favorite picks and like I said, I hate the Eagles. It's, it's no, but I do think the Melton Williams pick was kind of nice. I said for uh, it, I I watched film on him. He's got a good quick step, and like I said, they need help on the interior pass rush. Yep. Uh, moving on to the Giants, twentieth overall, they traded back, I believe. The um, New York Football Giants, and they got Kadarius Tony. Receiver out of Florida, who I hate. I know he's <laughs> six foot. He's one ninety three. You think I like him? He actually plays like he's five nine, but he um, he's a slot <laughs> receiver. How does he? Okay, so how does he play like he's five nine? Because he, he plays that he's style. 5'9". Yeah, he thinks he's like Rondell Moore. He's he's a slot receiver and he'll run a route and then he'll it. You ask this guy to do a slant route and he does like a post and then he does like a a counter. He and he go he'll go back to the other side of the field. He, he can't make up his mind on these routes. Yeah, I've watched him a thousand times and he, he just doesn't, it's like, he's just running free out there. Uh, but when he has the ball, he's, he's damn good. He's just, he's horrible. Yeah. I hate this guy. <laughs> so, I'm not, I'm not a big, I'm not sold on him either, but go ahead, Bob. Yeah. I, I, I love their trade back to get another first rounder. Um, but <laughs> They this just was, burn one with this they just, pick. I they just they just picked the wrong wide receiver. I, I think they should have gone uh, O line anyway. I, like they spent a bunch of money in free agency to upgrade the wide receivers. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. They just took the wrong wide receiver. Yeah, this is a horrible pick. If you were gonna uh, go wide receiver, what well, you you nailed it. They just it's just like this is when. To me, when Dallas drafted C.D. Lamb after spending all that money on Amari Cooper and all that stuff, it's just like they spent a lot of money on Galladay and all that stuff, and now they're drafting and you know Kadarius Tony. I don't like I don't like it for that same reason, but I'm happy the Giants did it. Yeah, good for <laughs> you that the Giants did it because they screwed this up. And I don't think I'm going to look it back and like two years from now I'm not going to look back and say, "Oh, I was wrong." Not yeah. a chance in hell. I'm totally right about this. They, like they realistically, you you took a wide receiver in the first round, and this is the guy. In the first round, you should be looking at a guy that it could be your number one for a extended yeah, period a of time receiver. going forward. I, I just my best case scenario for him, it, he's not a number one, even in the best case scenario. Like 
I don't. It's it's a very low percentage. He's even the number two there to me. I think he's a gadget guy, slot guy, which I mean has value in the NFL these days. But you can get slot guys in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. Yeah, you, I think you look been at, wiser. Yeah, Dallas had a lucky Whitehead for the longest time. He was an undrafted free agent. He was a good gadget slot guy. Well, Beasley was better, right? Uh, yeah, Beasley was undrafted too, and look where he's at. Yeah, I agree. For where they drafted him, there's a, and like I said, there's plenty of other. I don't know everyone's third wide receiver in the league. But there's value in receivers that are undrafted free agents that drafting, you know, him at, you know, 20 overall was just, to me, a stretch. They could have addressed a lot more things there. They went in the second round, Bob, wait for this, as these Ojolari. That was pretty good. You say? You've been working on it? Let's go. I wanted you to say his name and I was going to go Gesundheit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Aziz Ojolari. Aziz Ojolari. Talk about it. Why do you like it? Uh, he was a first-round talent that he slipped because he had a red flag come up, a um, medical red flag come up, and so really quick he went to Georgia. Um, yeah, six two two forty nine, red short sophomore. Continue. Yeah, just he's he's one of the you know handful of guys in this draft that has the ability to set the edge and has elite speed to get around the corner. He's got good bend. Like he's he's a pass rusher who doesn't have to come off the field early downs. Like there was only uh, like five of them in this draft that could do that. So he was one of them. Yeah, I like this pick a lot, especially in the second round. That he could have been a first round guy if they were to switch their picks. Kadarius Tony in the second, Aziz Ojolari in the first. I think I would have been better with their decision to go Tony. But uh, I like this pick a lot for them. Bob, what's more important in your opinion, hurries or sacks? What's more important? Yep. Sacks are more important. True. But <laughs> I what, don't know. They're both. Would you, would you, would, but when you look at like when you're measuring a, the skill level of a player and a guy it's, gets it, like. Win rate is the most important stat to look at. Okay. Well, you're butchering my stat that I'm about to deliver. 45 <laughs> hurries in two years, Bob. That's incredible. <laughs> And they didn't even have a full season last year. We'll just have our editors cut that part out. Ask me it again. (laughs) (laughs) What's more important, hers or sex? Sex. Okay. I don't think you get it. Ask ask me. Ask me. Pass the seat. Pass the (laughs) seat. We're moving on to Aaron Robinson, who's the corner from UCF. Red shorts. I'm horrible at that. Red shirt senior. There we go. 5'11. Yeah, first try. 186. And he's a slot corner who's a great tackler and has great instincts. And I think, Bob, this is one of the guys you liked. Yeah, I like this. I think they're the Giants' second and third round picks were both great. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. Steve hates them. L- I don't. I- do you know anything about Aaron Robinson? You want to chime in? Uh, I do. I looked him up. Um, he, he's quick. 5'11", <laughs> uh, 186 pounds. He fits the cornerback. But um, <laughs> only, w- only, only one interception. Only one interception. You guys, I, you, this brings oh. back to Byron Jones. Okay. I do not like corners <laughs> who can't make a play on the ball. Everyone likes Byron Jones, and they're like, oh, and I told you, I'm like, he's got like 
three interceptions in five years and people go, oh, but he does so much more. I do not care. I want to I want a cornerback that's going to get me five interceptions a year in college. He should be having seven if he's an elite talent against that conference. Those are extra possessions for your offense. I don't need a guy that's just going to fucking tap the ball away. Sorry, I didn't mean to cuss. Just going to tap the ball away or defend it. I <laughs> Keep need it clean, like, Steven. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. Jesus need... fucking Christ, Steven. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you, man? <laughs> I need – I, I, and us three, we have – and Gaines, we have had this conversation in text a thousand times. I want a corner that's going to make a play on the ball. I know you're there wrong, is, but I can't no, confirm I my answer that a thousand times. Excuse me, I am not wrong. There is nothing more. You are you are down fourteen to seventeen, and mm-hmm. the other team is driving, and your corner makes a break on a flat route or a hitch, picks it off, runs it for a pick six. Now the score is twenty-one to seventeen. I'm sorry, I do not like receivers that, or I mean, not receivers. I do not like corners that can't make plays on the balls. And I do not think Aaron Robinson is a, a corner that can be. Let me whittle another story for you, Stephen. It's Go ahead. fourth and ten, and your defense is on the field, and it, the guy chucks up a hail mary, and your guy can intercept it, but he's smart and he bats it away. Mm. That, that is, is totally different. Than, totally different. Yeah, but I mean, it's a stat that is not an interception that is Two, better than an interception. He had one interception in his college career. One. I'm just telling you, interceptions One. are not the most important thing. It's always. not, but that could have been a tip ball by the linebacker, and it just fell on his lap. I want a corner. I know, at... so don't give him credit for a random interception that he didn't So we're, we're, we're drafting a, a cornerback at 71. The 71th best player out of college had one interception in his career. I, I don't like it. And here I am I thinking actually... we were going to debate hurries and sacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's more important, interceptions or <laughs> tipped passes? Uh, interceptions. Okay, okay, moving on. Blue Gatorade or purple Gatorade? <laughs> Don't even bring purple into this conversation. I'm, uh, I'm going to move us on to Ellison Smith, like who's the thing. defensive end from North Iowa, Northern Iowa. The second Northern Iowa player, right? I think this draft, good for them. He's yeah. a 6'7", he's 252. And all I saw was he's just like a developmental piece. He played a year and a half because there was no 2020. He's a he's a freak athlete, fourth round pick, freak athlete. I don't have anything else to say. There it is. Yep. Cool. Potential anything else on the Giants? Nothing. Um, there are other two picks. I didn't. I got. I got nothing. All yeah. right. Probably don't. Bob, what's make your grade roster. for them? Um, they had two great picks. Uh, both their second and third rounder, but the other ones are just eh. So this is average. This is a C. Okay, Stephen. C. I agree, Bob. C. Yes, I'm giving it a C minus as well. My favorite pick though was Aziz Ojolari. It sounds I like Stephen yours was Aaron Robinson. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Steve, did you <laughs> mention that he was a red shirt senior? Yeah, you missed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on to the Washington football team. How do how do you say this first name? Jamin, Jamin, Jamin Davis. Yeah, Jamin Davis, linebacker yep. from Kentucky, 6'3", 234. He's a junior who only started one year, but he's rangy, athletic, a modern day linebacker, excellent in coverage. It sounds like I'm reading. I'm not good tackler, and only 
<laughs> issue is production. Obviously, um, hold on. I had to flip the page issue. over there. Sorry. <laughs> I took notes. I'm reading off my notes. Chill. You 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 had me at modern day linebacker. Yeah. What's what's he a, is what's, a modern day linebacker? He's athletic. What's, what's he can a, play in coverage. He doesn't need to come off the field on third down. Easy That's a modern day linebacker. He's not like those. Like, he's not like yeah. those '90s linebackers you took in the first round that kill a guy. <laughs> if you're 260, like six three two sixty you're you're an old linebacker and i like my linebackers to be small athletic fast and that's who I, this guy is i'd like to throw 20 pounds he's on not him but that's small no i mean he's built but he's he plays small i'm just gonna say at one point in my life i was 240 pounds so you know what there it is. <laughs> i can relate Even to this you could guy be a, a modern day linebacker i could be if my hamstrings would hold out and i could catch the ball who knows I don't know I, if you could have ever been a modern day linebacker, Steven. I, I did see though. Um, I don't have the hips. Have the, yeah, that, <laughs> that's, that's what it problem. is. It was the hips. the hips. Jinx. <laughs> you owe me a Gatorade. <laughs> Purple or blue? <laughs> um, Bob, what do you think of Jamin as you're drinking your Gatorade? Sorry. Um, I thought he was okay as a prospect. Um, he was one that I was I, I liked. I was like going into the draft, I'd like him. Yeah. And then he went 19th overall. And I'm like, ooh, I don't like him that much. I thought that was Do you was like rich. him over Joker? Jeremiah Owusakoa no. Koromora. Did I do it? That was pretty solid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting better. No, I liked I like JOK better. Um, but Jamin Davis is he's a freak athlete. I think his uh pro day, he had some just ridiculous numbers if you can trust you know colleges pro days it sucks we didn't have a combine this year it does suck i i think this guy can lead the team in tackles for the red for the oh my gosh sorry football team team and he crickets jeez my god <laughs> we're gonna get canceled a classic slip off. of the tongue oh my gosh <laughs> hey how are you hey how are you oh no no stupid jesus <laughs> Uh, should we move uh, on to Sam Cosme? I like sure. the pick. Oh, fuck my opinion, but I like the pick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Steven, sure you're not the host. We're moving on to Sam Cosme. His, he's jamming. <laughs> we <Davis>. jamming. <laughs> All right. Sam Cosme, left tackle from Texas, who's a junior, and he's big. 6'6, 314. Trash school. I like that. Out of the, okay. He was a three year starter. And as I mentioned, I like production out of the linemen. And he's an incredible athlete. He had one bad game in his career from what my research showed. And it was against uh, Kayvon Chason in 2019. Kayvon? Kayvon? Kayvon Chason. Yeah. LSU. LSU first yeah. rounder. He's uh, currently Jacksonville Jaguars player. Yeah, I know who he is, but I never hear his name. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Um, my sources tell me he is an elite athlete. Um, no, that, that's what this. I, <laughs> that's, that, that, those but, are my notes, not yours. No, <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, my sources say his, his, uh, mechanics, his footwork is, uh, going to have to the be issue. completely retaught. And so he's a little bit of a project, even though physically he's there, he's not in terms of, uh, his, uh, fundamentals. So. 
Oh, I don't know if he comes in and starts or sits a year. We'll see. Interesting. Second round pick who's a bit of a project doesn't seem great. I don't, I don't know if he's like a full-blown project because he still was good even though his mechanics were bad. And he did play against, you know, however you want to rate the uh, Big 12 competition. Yeah. Well, I, I want to say good edge rushers. We'll get into that later. I do too. I do too. But... So you watch your tongue. But Benjamin St. Juicy <laughs> was the next pick. And speaking hey, of... St. Juicy? <laughs> It. Help me. What is it? I Don't think it's St. Juice. Uh, yeah. That's all think. silent there, bud. <laughs> juicy. I mean, that's a good nickname. He, this guy is juicy, if you know what I'm talking about. One of my uh, good friends, her her last name was Juicy. Juicy. So. Was it spelled the same way? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this guy is ho- horrible. This was a bad pick, in my opinion. I think, Bob, you might like it because he had a spectacular senior day who apparently is the only reason why his stock rose so much. You mean senior bowl? Senior bowl. Senior day. We are off the rails. We're only in the NFC I'm not. I'm not drinking tonight. I I feel like I I should be, though. You definitely need to be. Uh, He's a a corner from Minnesota who's 6'3", 202, and just horrible production. I think he graded out pretty well, though, um, as far as PFF. Uh, did he? Yeah, I think he did. I didn't look. Um, he and he's got he's got the NFL body type they're looking for, you know, above I six mean, foot, long arms. Yeah, Ron Rivera's going to play zone. So yeah, to get a big guy like that to play zone is a. And is I don't good... think they're going to need him for anything other than depth. They they've actually done a pretty good job in free agency of adding a bunch of talent to the their corners. So. Yeah. Uh, Steve, anything to add on Juicy? No, and honestly, I don't have. I, on, <laughs> yeah. Justy. It's the soft. I'm just going to keep going. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be honest. I don't have much guys. about Washington's draft at all. Very boring. I'll give you my grade right now D. Plus. Oh. All right. Thanks for tuning in. You said a, a yeah, D. Plus. It's, D. It's plus very, is what I heard. Okay. D, shut up. <laughs> it's Diane a very. Brown. It's a, it's a very weak draft. Yeah. Diami uh, Brown was the next pick from North Carolina. I don't like this nope. pick either. I, don't, I didn't like this prospect. See, personally. I like this pick. I think, I think he got, he's, he's going to just did. step in and okay. be the field stretcher, which is kind of what they, you know, if you believe so they brought Terry in... and then Curtis Samuel or Curtis Samuel will probably play the slot and then Terry McLaurin will be the number mm-hmm. one. This guy's just going to stretch the field. He'll be the guy that comes in and yeah. stretches. I don't know if he's going to be great at it or if he's this or that, but I mean, he fits the, what they're looking for, you know, what they're missing in the offense. So I, I don't know. It's all right to me. Fair, fair. For his yeah. role, good pick. Uh, for what I want him to be, not right. a good pick. And I want him to be like an number one receiver. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's so what they were looking there. for. So. I think they were looking for, you know, more of a Scotty Pippen to a Michael Jordan. Okay. Uh, John Bates, the deep, the tight end out of Boise, was their next pick in the fourth round, who also not very good, in my opinion. He's going to be a backup to Logan Thomas, and we'll fill in him for two, two tight end sets. Uh, but any other people you want to talk about, Bob, by the, the football team? 
Um, I think both uh, William Bradley King out of Baylor and Shaka Tony uh, out of Penn State. They're both undersized. That's a cool name. Yeah, it is. Both are undersized uh, edge guys. Um, Washington, they run a 3-4. So I think both of them will move to that outside linebacker pass rusher. Um, And I think think they're going to fill in with like uh, when Chase is out. Yeah, I, I don't know if. They're, I mean, if even they're both seventh round picks, if even sure. one of them becomes a rotation guy, they're great picks. But I think as far as fitting a player to a scheme, both of them fit what they could be looking for. So I, I like getting that fit and that scheme there for both of them. Yeah. Really good landing spots. All right. Let's wrap up the NFC East. Um, giving the football team's grade, though, a D minus. This was my least favorite draft. Um, I think that we're going to cover tonight. Yeah, I think uh, Jamin Davis, linebacker in the first, uh, that, a little bit of a reach. Yeah, this is this is probably a D plus. Okay. Bob, sounds like you and I like the Eagles as the best draft yeah. is for the NFC East. For the NFC East, I thought it was the best. Steve, yeah. you like the Eagles or the Cowboys draft better? I'm going to be partial to obviously Dallas, but I didn't think the Eagles did a bad job. I would go Dallas and um, the Eagles one, two, just because I really, it's biased for me to say Dallas, but I don't hate what the Eagles did. And then I'm going to go Giants and then Washington. Cool. Let's move on to the AFC East. And we are going to start with the, should we start with the Bills? The Bills! Yes, Bills Mafia. Gregory Russo. The six-seven tight defensive end out of Miami, who um, he was a redshirt sophomore, and he's opted out in 2020. But he's a has a lot of upside, and I saw that most of his production came from guards. And I know we were debating hurries and sacks. I guess not really debating, but 24 hurries and 16 <laughs> sacks, not bad, not bad at all in 2019. Yeah, I think. Uh... I think those stats don't actually represent what he is as a player, though. I think I think yeah. this was probably the earliest he should have gone. I, I don't know. I, I I think he's probably a second-round player to me. Yeah, and he went 30th in the first round. So late, late first, early second, sure. I, I do know that they have some defensive ends who are getting older. Mario Addison's getting up there. So I would imagine Gregory Russo is going to probably wait or be a, a sub package type guy year one. And then we'll have more of a, a importance on that defense in year two. And I think they, if I recall, they took AJ Epinesa. AJ Epinesa. Yeah. That's what I was, I was in just last thinking draft. last year in the second round, they took AJ Epinesa who he, he was one early draft process was projected as a top 10 pick and then slid after bad testing and at a, their pro day Miami's Gregory so I don't think tested all that well either so I actually think they're pretty comparable players they're both you know NFL bodies where they're they're tall long and already have enough weight to hold up in the rush yeah you know man so they're, like, really, they're attacking the edge position because yeah. in the second round they they got Boogie Basham the defensive end from Wake Forest a, that is not his given name, by the way, for, for any of you. It's Carlos Basham Jr. He changed it to Boogie, huh? That's his nickname. 
Okay. Well, to, to give you a breakdown from my notes, again, I'm reading a little bit. Uh, 6'3", 273 is a redshirt so- senior. And he plays small because he is relatively small. And you think he'd be good at bull rushes, but he's not. He's like a finesse <laughs> guy. So there you go. There's, there's, that's Boogie Basham for you. Yeah, I like I like the value of him in the second more than uh, Gregory Rousseau in the first. I like Gregory Rousseau in the first. I really do. I think he's got the body and the frame to be great, but I think he's still learning the position. So he's just gonna it, it'll it'll take a year or two. But I I did like Gregory Rousseau pick um the second pick Boogie. Like I like what I just I like what Buffalo did for where they're at as a team and going into their third pick. They took uh, Spencer Brown, the offensive tackle on Northern Iowa. He's a big dude. He's a this guy huge, is six eight. He's freaking huge. As I was kind of, he's huge. I like that. I like the development with tackle. He's not going to pl- probably play, but looking at the Bills draft, I really like the Bills draft. And we'll stop. We'll, I'll let you guys go on after. I was uh, say, don't you dare give us a grade. We're not done. No, 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 yeah. Spencer Brown. But like I said, I their first three picks. Bills just need help off the, on the offensive defensive line. I think they took guys that are developing. Like you said, you got it. stop it. I was gonna say, uh, Stephen, do you mind getting off the 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 call for a minute? Hoover and I have to have a conversation. <laughs> what the hell is he talking about out there? What the, what the f- is this guy doing? Are there- <laughs> He's on his phone. He's not even paying attention. I, I got my nose. And then we're we're not even halfway through the Bills draft, and he wants to give us a grade and move on. Like what the. F- He's not the host. Wait, what did you what did you think of the We're tossing this guy a bone here? C plus over there just C acting plus. like he's doing us a favor. And the fifth C- round went Tommy Doyle the tackle, <laughs> and then Marquise Stevenson the receiver. Let's move on to the Dolphins. C plus. C plus. Uh, no, I wanted to I wanted to talk about Spencer Brown. I was excited. I'm sorry. He's good. a monster. He's a monster. He's six foot eight, three hundred eleven pounds, and. He just—it's kind of like the blind side watching him just block in college. He's, he's just, Michael O'Hare. Yes, he's just or, lev- leveling. Yeah, yeah Michael. Oh, O'Hare. Michael, yeah, Michael Scott. Oh, uh, jeez. What is wrong with me today? <laughs> Bob, but, uh, any anyone else you want to discuss on the Bills since we've gone rogue on the Bills? No, we um, haven't gone I, rogue. In the sixth round, I like. Um, I took a corner out of Wisconsin, old wild goose there. Uh, I think that's pretty good value there. What a wild name. That is very Wisconsin. Um, I don't know any of these other guys, so I, th- I like what the Bills did. They they attacked some position, some needed positions, so that was good. Um, but Bills. I'm giving this a, a, a B, I guess. I mean, I'm going to give it a B plus. I think the Bills are going to be right back to uh, top four teams in the – I think they win the AFC East, and I think they're right back – where they were last year. I mean, I think the bill the bills are right where they need to be, and I think they drafted perfectly for where they need to go moving into the next year. Yeah, you guys are crazy. We are looking at the definition of an average draft. This is a C. Well, okay. I gave it a B. I wasn't like raving. Yeah, well, I was, I, yeah, no, I was but a, I was average, I just like they, B is like above average. average. Okay, I'll draft, give it a B minus. They were they were, they were drafting thirtieth. I I don't give them credit for, or you know, for doing drafting for at 30 like it's what i see compared to everybody else that's fair fair. that's it that's fair yeah 
we're not going to argue your your grades. Um, yeah, yeah. But let's move well, on. Well, it to the sounds Dolphins. like you are. No, no, you attacked my grade of a B. You attacked uh, my premature non-grade. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can give us one. All right, who are we going to next? Dolphins. The Dolphins. Jalen Waddle, six overall pick from Alabama. Bob, what do you think I think of this pick? I think you hate this pick. I hate this pick. This is like uh, – th- these NFL teams do this when there is a, a unique player who – has an incredible couple of seasons. And then there's a guy in college who people go, that is him. That's the next him. And then they draft, they get drafted way too high and they don't ever pan out because the guy that they think he's going to be is just a f- all-time freak. And I'm talking about Tyree Kill. Mm-hmm. Jalen Waddle keeps getting comped to Tyree Kill and it's ridiculous. He's not Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill's an unbelievable athlete. He's, he's so different and he changes the game. Jalen Waddle is not that. In my opinion, this is a really bad pick. To to draft a receiver top 10, and he's not even he's 5'10. He's 180. He can't even catch contested catches. He's like a he's a gadget guy. I don't I have no idea what they're gonna do with him. I, I think he's more than a gadget guy. He I, he is a pretty great route runner. I forgot. Why did Tyreek Hill leave Oklahoma State? Well, he, I, don't I know. mean, there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of, but what I'm saying, you're, but, wait, but what you're saying, Hoover, I just don't, I don't remember being honest right now. But you're exactly right. Tyreek Hill was just, you put when Oklahoma State, who'd they play? Was it Alabama or was it a? It was the USC. There was a big game in Texas Stadium, but Tyreek Hill was out there as a freshman, and you saw him play. A, two quarters and you go that guy is a fucking stud and i have never once and trust me i watch alabama play a&m i watch alabama play enough i think you're 100 percent right i think you nailed the uh hammer on the nail everyone likes to think he's this i i don't like the waddle pick either and i think that's a good comparison with all that when you watch tyree kill on film in college it stood out immediately jalen waddle it's just average so the other the other like time I could think of this happening was JJ Watt, how he kept batting down passes at the line of scrimmage, and he was huge and he was strong. And then Marcus Hunt, if you remember him at SMU, got drafted late in the first round. He was like a clone of JJ Watt. People are like, he's the next JJ Watt, and he's horrible. It's yeah. when you try to when you try to draft a player to comp to another player, that's not going to work. Now, I think Jalen Waddle is incredibly quick and he's shifty. He's a lot better for an athlete and player than Henry Ruggs was last year. But I didn't think Henry Ruggs was a good pick last year. And I still don't think Jalen Waddle's a good pick. I do know uh, one player that was an Ohio State Buckeye player uh, going through the combine process was getting comp to J.J. Watt. Do you want to take any guesses? Was it Nick Bosa? No, it's actually Joey Bosa. Joey? That yeah, one worked that out. That one paid out. <laughs> yeah. That paid out. Was he drafted, what, like fourth overall? I mean. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, comps. I, I, it was a comp. Yeah, it was a well, comp. Okay, everyone listening. Yay, Ohio State. We have good, we have good players. Uh, hey, I didn't roll my eyes when you dro- dropped the Texas Stadium nonsense over there. I think, I think though, that, that they should have taken Devontae Smith. 
Agreed. Uh, the I think they should have taken Penny Sewell. Okay. Okay, that's that's fair. I I, I like what too. Hoover. I like if they were going to go wide receiver. I think Devontae Smith is a better pick. All right, let's move on to Jalen Phillips, who I think I have a little story on him. I do. Yes, story time. Buckle in. 18th overall pick out of Miami. 6'5", 260. He's a redshirt junior. He was the number one overall prospect on a lot of people's boards coming out of high school. Bob, I know you're, you're big into those types of boards. Do you remember seeing him at all or no? Oh, absolutely. Okay. He started at UCLA, was hit by a car while riding a scooter at UCLA in 2018. He got a wrist and head injury, and then he retired because he had some concussions and he needed to step away from the game. Came back to Miami and had an incredible second half in 2020, and he got nine sacks, 36 pressures, and only seven games. So the only real issue is like his medicals. Otherwise, this guy is, has like ridiculous upside. Mm-hmm. Anything to add? I mean, did I just knock it out of the park? Are you guys blown yeah. away? <laughs> no, I, I, I was aware of all that. That was good. I love good. it. Yeah, I good. think, I think the concussions are really the only thing holding him back because he's he's awesome. If he can stay yeah. healthy, it's a great pick. He was the top edge rusher drafted, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I think he was. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, he played like it in the second half of uh, 2020. So good for him. He see, Steve, he seems like a guy you'd like. Tall, lanky. Yeah. Man. He seems like the guy that I would sit there and sort speed under and height under in, the, in a fantasy draft and be like, ooh. ooh and, yeah. he's tw- and he's 22. Sign him up. But <laughs> Fresh no, starts. I, for where he was, he was the best, like you said, he was the best um, – edge rusher and he's played against a lot of good talent there in the ACC the last you know quarterback wise and he he was noticeable on Miami on the Hurricanes defense so and I I think I don't think he's an immediate impact guy but like I said he's another one I think edge rushers are just there's just very few anymore that are just immediate impact they usually take one or two years to get going I think he's a great prospect their next pick was Javon Holland who Started as a safety in Oregon as a true freshman played. And then he moved to slot corner and played incredible there. He's just a guy who has good instincts, high floor. And I I like this pick, especially since in today's NFL or modern NFL, as you were laughing at me earlier, Steve, for uh, there's more of these three receiver sets and slot corners are becoming more and more important. So whether he plays at the slot, which is he'd be a big slot corner at 6'1" but he can play in the slot or he can play at safety. So they're getting a versatile athlete who is really, really consistent. So I, I love this next pick for them. Yeah. I, I really like that pick too. I wish, uh, I wish he would have played last year, even though the PAC 12s college season was kind of a joke. Yeah. He opted um, out. He, he didn't play last year. I, I think if he would have played and played as good as he did the year before, he it could be a steal there, honestly. Yeah, I mean, he could have been a first-round pick if he were to play last year. Yeah, If he were to con- continue that consistent play, he could have easily been a first-round pick. And then I like this next pick, too. I, I like the Dolphins draft a lot. Um, I'm going to butcher this, so bear with me. Liam, <laughs> Liam Urch- Eichenberg. Eichenberg? I was yep. going to go Urchenberg. <laughs> Eichenberg. And I like him a lot because he's a three-year starter at left tackle for Notre Dame. 
six, six, 300 pounds. Those are the type of metrics I like, especially at Notre Dame. They've continued to produce good offensive linemen. And if you start three years there, that's, that's, that's good for me. Yeah. I think, um, he only slid to the second cause there's concerns. He's he, there's a good chance he gets kicked into guard. Um, really? Yeah. Too that's, slow or, um, I, I'm not exactly sure if it's arm length or just athleticism, you know, why people are questioning that. That's just, uh, well, my sources tell me. Okay. And then they, in the third round, they took Hunter Long, the deep, the tight end out of Boston College, who actually reminds me a lot of Mike Gusecki, who's their current tight end. So oh, he's not, he's not nearly as athletic as Gusecki. Oh, really? Gusecki's okay. pretty damn I was, fast. Yeah. When I was reading, my notes were like fast tight end who's not a good blocker, productive in college, but that's it. He, he actually, I think, had, uh, at the senior bowl, I think it was, he has for tight ends and wide receivers, the largest wingspan of everyone there. He, Oh really? Wow. He's got a huge catch radius and he has really good hands, but, but I don't think he's, I would argue even at the tight end position, maybe average to just below average in terms of athlete, Mm -hmm. but he does other stuff. Well, like he does everything else. Well, I don't think he's quite polished inline blocker, but nobody is coming out of college. So, yeah. Anyone else you like on that you want to talk about for the, the dolphins, either of you? I, I, I kind of skipped over me, but I really do like the Javon Holland pick for, uh, he's young. He's 21 years old. He sat out. He's got, uh, he had a lot, he had, he just played really well at Oregon. He had a lot of interceptions, good tackles, good open field tackles, made plays on the ball as a sophomore. And like I said, the pack. I feel a lot. I feel really bad. And like Bob said, this the Pac-12 players like kind of just got screwed this year. A lot of them did. So these guys that sat out that got drafted within the first couple rounds, the NFL scouts know way more than we know. They see a lot more talent than we do. I think a lot of these guys that sat like Penny Sewell and all that stuff. These guys that sat out in the. Uh, 2020 year that got drafted out of the Pac-12, I think they're going to be pretty good players in the NFL because you had to be, everyone kind of devalues the Pac-12, but for you to be still valued high without even playing. So I really, I wanted Dallas to take um, Holland in the second round. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Pac-12 got screwed. That's too bad for them. Weird year for sure for college in general. Um, I'm giving the Dolphins a B uh, and I, I like a lot of their picks. I just don't like, I, I like, I love a lot of their picks. I don't like a lot. So that's where I'm at with them. It's a love and hate, but good draft overall. I'm going to give them an A. An A. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think their first three picks, they nailed it. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty good with all five of their first five picks. Um, the, the two later round ones and whatever, those are whatever. really do anything I, anyway but i'll give it yeah the water one uh, i, I probably would have liked them go somewhere else but i don't uh, like waddle i don't like waddle i meant to say i like their first couple picks but like i don't like waddle but on the other hand it if it works out it works out if it doesn't then it you know i still think if you take waddle out of the equation their first four or five picks i give them a bb plus i i actually like waddle as a player i know hoover doesn't 
I don't see him as the same type of guy as Henry Ruggs, who he got compared to because they're helmet scouting and they both came out of Alabama and they were both yeah. the fastest guys coming out of, you know, Alabama th- that given year. Um, I, I think they're different. I, I like Waddle. I think he'll be a better player than Ruggs. Um, but I still wish they would have gone a different way there. Uh, I, I still like the draft overall as a whole. I think it's a B plus. B plus, great. Just to be clear, I think Waddle's better than Ruggs also. They're they're a little bit different of a player, but both quick, really quick. Yeah. Moving on to the Jets, Zach Wilson was their second overall pick. And I mean, I they got their guy. I don't think he was the best, second best quarterback. I'll say that. Uh, I think Fields was, but I I like this pick a lot for them. Um, one of the things I wanted to to mention with Zach Wilson, I think, is interesting, is very rarely when you look at the the first, let's say, three quarterbacks taken or even four quarterbacks taken in a draft, they go in that order of like where they are now. So like if you were to redraft them, the order switches, and usually the number yeah. two guy is the fifth or the fourth. So it's it's one of those years where I think at least we're going to look back and go, oh, they probably should have taken Trey Lance or they probably should have taken Justin Fields, but they got Zach Wilson for whatever reason. So Matt they Jones. got their guy and I, I could be, nope, I could, I could be <laughs> wrong. So that's just all I have to say. I mean, I like Zach Wilson as a player though, but is he yeah. the second best quarterback? Time will tell. I don't think so. I liked him. I, I think he's worthy of the second overall pick, whether or not he was the second best or he will be the second best who, who the hell knows. But uh, I, I like him. I, yeah, I like. I liked watching his tape. I think he was he was really fun to watch. He's got some arm talent for sure. He does. He has one of the prettier balls I've seen. Mm-hmm. Zach, I, oh my god, I just called you Zach Steven. Sorry. Um, right. <laughs> how do you rate? How do you rank the quarterbacks from this year's draft? Yeah, give me just top four. Oh, I hated all. You know, do top five. All right, I'll I'll just give you top four, no specific order. I'm gonna go Zach. No, I want the order. I want the order. All right, (laughs) that's why. That's why you're ranking them. Uh, All right, well, top five. There's five taken in the first round. Just give us the top five in order. All right, all right, and you guys aren't gonna like this. And I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna. This is on record. What's your Twitter handle? Yeah, (laughs) I'm gonna go and let this. I'm gonna go Mac Jones. Number Trevor one, Lo- number one, this Trevor Lawrence. Take I, ever heard. I don't care. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. That's absurd. Okay, I'm glad right, I that's asked fine. you. That's fine. Elijah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't like it, but I just. I'm glad I just, we got it on record. Yeah, I have, it, have it on record. Have it on record. We do. But like I said, well, that order. We'll, we'll get. We'll get to that. Is usually different than where they go, would be ranked. So. But going Zach Wilson, I thought Zach Wilson was a great pick. I thought uh, Elijah was Vera Tucker. Very similar to uh, Tyrone Smith for Dallas. Great career. You'll get a lot of versatility over him. I love the Jets draft. This would be my A+. Plus. But keep going. <laughs> would you? Oh, my God. What the hell's wrong with this guy? <laughs> Trolled. <laughs> Trolled. I can't even. What Go about, ahead and so when we Really quick, when we were doing the um, the community mock draft, Jordan did the 
to the Vikings and he goes, Elijah Farah Tucker. I know. I... So happy about it. Dogecoin. So I, I can't stop thinking about this Elijah Vera Tucker guy, but bye, bye, bye. Uh, Bob, I know you had a, a stronger opinion on the, the linemen or tackles than I did. Uh, I, and I, I liked Elijah Vera Tucker um, a lot. I just think trading up was awful. Like, well, traded up for a guy that did. I think is going to be a guard. Oh. So gave so up- there stories out that the Patriots were like, this is going to be our guy. Which, and the Jets that's dumb too. One spot ahead of them to draft Elijah Vera Tucker, and the Patriots were like, oh, well, I guess we'll go Mac Jones. They should have let him, the Patriots take him. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, they should have. That They gave up three players, a, you know, whatever they were picking at 20-something first-rounder and then two third-rounders for a guy that I believe is a left guard, the least valuable position on the O-line. I just have a tough time. Maybe they'll move him around like tackle and stuff. If he plays tackle, if he plays tackle, I'll I'll take back some of this criticism. But if he plays guard, it's a it's a bad trade. Love the player though. Love the player, bad trade. Probably too early as well. I don't Um, think so. eh. I think he was. I think he got drafted right right in the range he was going to get drafted. Yeah, I think I think he was he was in the teens, middle teens, late teens. That's 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 right where he probably should. So you gone. just think they gave up too much in the trade? Yeah, like, they gave up like the pick. They could have got Christian Darisol because that's who it, the Vikings ended up getting on the trade back. So in my opinion, an offensive lineman that's just as good and plays a more valuable position. Yeah. And then they would have had two third rounders. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. they would have kept their third rounders who. Speaking of third rounders, they're in the third round. They took Elijah Moore, the receiver out of Mississippi. Old Miss. I, they took they took him in the second round. Yeah, I like I think that did they that? Second round. Oh, my fault. Second round. Oh. I made a boo boo. The second round pick, Elijah Moore. I don't like it. Then I thought he was a third round pick. I don't like this pick. I like it. He's a slot receiver. Uh, I actually think he he might do more in the NFL. So they have they have Denzel Mims on the outside. Corey Davis. In Corey Davis. Now they they drafted Elijah Moore. I think, I think there's more line. there's there's more fluidity to it in the NFL these days. Like, yeah, I, mean, um, I know outside, we touched but... on we touched on Dallas and their wide receiver core. Amari Cooper took reps in the slot. I mean, he didn't have to be outside every single rep. I mean, even though he's their best number one outside guy, he he did take reps, you know, in the slot. So he can he can move around, even though he'll probably play slot the most. He could he could do other stuff. Okay, yeah, maybe I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so 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 I didn't change your mind. That's okay. Thanks for listening. So it's like they were drafting to put a starting lineup in week one. When I think in some in a lot of instances you should choose to draft the best available player or the best player at that position that you need and then figure it out. Like they got, they brought in Corey Davis, who's an outside receiver. They have Denzel Mims, who's an outside receiver. They're like, oh, we need a slot. Let's draft the best slot receiver, Elijah Moore. I don't like when teams do that. 
this is not a championship team. The Jets are not a championship team. They should be drafting the best available until they get there, in my opinion. But I don't think okay. Elijah Moore was that far off of the top players available. Like, I think he was probably in the top five players available when they were picking. Like, it wasn't a huge reach. Sure. I guess what I'm saying is, in, in my point of view, in receivers where, where I think they should go, uh, he was not even close. So he was the 34th overall player. They could have grabbed, um, looking at the list here really quickly, Terrace Marshall, who would have liked a lot instead. Yeah, but, but your list is also a lot it's to not, do with the, fantasy. No, no, this is, this is not fantasy-based, actually. I promise. Well, I, I, they also could have got I feel to like, Javante I feel Williams. Like you, I feel like because you value receivers that catch touchdown a lot, like you, you knock down some of these guys who aren't bigger. But, I mean, I think Julian Edelman, who granted doesn't catch very many touchdowns, was still extremely important to that offense. Like those smaller guys who consistently get open and move the chains are still really valuable. In the in the late rounds, I think so. All right. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to change your mind. No, you, I don't think you will. I'm just set on this. I think it's a waste of a pick. Ooh. I don't think you should pay slot receivers this much money either. Fair enough. Uh, their fourth round pick, Michael Carter, running back at a UNC, who I, I also didn't really like that much from reviewing the tape. I think he's decent. Um, yeah, undersized. a lot of people like him. He's undersized. I, I mean, he's undersized in terms of a running back that's a workhorse. Like, he's not going to be that guy that's your – he's not a Najee Harris. Right. Um, but, but he's still big enough to, you know, play in the NFL. Uh, Antonio Gibson, I, I think, is similar size, maybe even smaller, and he, he did okay between the tackles. Antonio Gibson – bulked up though yeah but he was still probably between 200 and 210 yeah yeah he was and i think michael carter's right around 205 can i offer a a situation for you really quick what if they they would have went in the second round uh javante williams i would have liked that a lot and then in the fourth round they would have taken tylen wallace the receiver out of oklahoma state do you think that would be a better fit for them Yeah, probably, but whatever they got their it's, guys. It's close. Apples and oranges were okay. Fair enough, Stephen. Any close. thoughts on those two guys? We're talking about Elijah Moore and Michael Carter. Because you told on your you, phone. I, no, no, no. I told you I no, like no, Elijah. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I, I think I think they're gonna be great at point guard and uh, shooting forward this year. Now. <laughs> I like. <laughs> he's got a great. He's got a great three pointer. Now I like. Uh, I told you I like uh, Elijah Moore. I thought he was drafted where he should have been. And uh, Carter, it's it's just a fourth round running back. They need somebody. Honestly, he could be, as Bob was saying. You know, your values for, in fantasy. I think he could be a fantasy steal. He could be a thousand yard running back this year. Who also do the Jets have wow. running the ball for them? Uh, Who Coleman. Seven Coleman got signed yeah. in the free agency. Yeah. Yeah, Telvin Coleman never was drafted by Atlanta, never in San Francisco was meant to be a, you know, 200 and something yard carry or 200 carries 
800 yards type running back any at any point. We don't we don't like to uh, force our listeners to do math, Stephen. Okay, well, bottom line is he he could he could be a steal. I really think put that on record too. Carter could be a good. He could be one of those rookie running backs that rush for like 800 to 1,000 yards. For you to say that heading into a fantasy football draft next week, oof. yeah, no, yeah. You just, I, why don't I, you just lay your cards out, huh? I, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I drafting him early? Maybe not, but if he's Maybe. there in the fourth round, who knows? Noted. Anyone else in the, the the Jets took that you guys want to talk about? They also took a Michael Carter, by the way, who's a cornerback. So speaking of fantasy, when we're doing our draft, don't get confused, Steven, because you might take the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oopsies. Corner. <laughs> you guys are all idiots. Yeah. Michael Carter, idiots. <laughs> Fourth round, steal. <laughs> uh, anyone else on the Jets? Nope. Um, no. I like the... Uh, Najardin, the safety uh, out of Florida State, I think in the sixth round, he's that's a pretty good landing spot, pretty good value. I like that. Nice. Um, I'm giving the Jets draft a, a B minus. Um, I think if I if I try to avoid the Elijah Barry Tucker trade and just take it as they got that player, yeah. Um, I like this draft. I think this is this is like an A for me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Ask me. Steven? Ask me again. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I like it. I like it. A plus. I think the Jets nailed it. For what they had and what they drafted and what they could get at the time, I thought that they did a good job. Yeah. Okay. If I if I take yeah. the trade into account, it'd be B plus. But I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna not do that. All right. So the Jets are notorious for screwing up drafts, and it sounds like what I'm hearing is that you both think that they've turned turned the corner. I just like this draft. I don't know if yeah. they keep doing no. this moving forward. I like this draft, too. It doesn't mean that these guys are going to change the program. They still have you know, a All lot right. of things to happen. But. Brighter days ahead for the Jets. You heard it here first. Should we do the Patriots, huh? I'll let or you take Jones, I'll- 15. Yeah, so the Patriots ended up taking a quarterback in the first round, Mac Jones, out of Alabama. Um, I tell you what, he had a great season. Statistically, he he compared to Joe Burrow. Um, If you just look at numbers and stats and coming out of nowhere type of season. Should we just look um, at numbers and stats? No, I, oh, okay. hold on. I was gonna get there, but I think if if you if you read between the lines a little bit and look a little deeper, um, he he was throwing to open wide receivers pretty much consistently. His he was they were wide open, yeah, all the time. Um, but if you look at his percentage of completed throws in tight windows, I think it's like it was like half the rate as Joe Joe Burrow's was the season before. So comment. I have a comment. I know okay. everyone says that Mac Jones was thrown to open wide receivers. There is also, and this was brought up during the national title game. If you want to go back and watch, I forgot what part. It, he made a lot of audibles at the line and made a lot of uh, play call changes on the line of scrimmage that got those guys open because he's good at reading defenses. Now he can't help it. If he gets up there and he goes, Oh my God, they're going to, you know, uh, the, this outside will is going to blitz. And this is, Hey, Hey, you know, we're going to check to, uh, you know, do a post corner and say, you know, he did a lot of audibling at the line and that's what got that's a lot him? of these. Or do you yeah, think that's his I, little, at, his at little conscience line, yeah. in his helmet? No, at the line, he doesn't, you can't have a mic in the helmet. There's no microphone in the helmet in college. 
that's true. Well, they look at the sidelines, but yeah. they have the sideline um, all that stuff. But he still, this, it sounds he like still you're has me he's a field general. I think he is, and that's why I like him. <laughs> Listen, okay. I, I hate Alabama. <laughs> Alabama is my Michigan, we're, we're, Bob. We're listening. I, uh, but he, I thought Mac Jones did a good job at commanding the entire freaking game, and yeah, his guys get open. He never missed them. And two, he he made a lot of audibles that got these guys open so much. Go back and watch some of his games. Like, um, don't just watch. The- I don't want to watch the one game that I would watch. I watched. I, I okay. probably only watch one game, and, and I don't. If I may, it. I watched all of his games, numbers of times, and what I like at a quarterback, especially in today's NFL, is a quarterback who can do two things: throw the ball and run the ball. And you better be a good thrower and you better be able to buy time in the pocket with your legs and then use them if you need to. Mac Jones is not an athlete. He's not going to be Tom Brady. There's one Tom Brady. Tom Brady Brady did not run the ball ever. And you know what made Tom Brady so good was his quick release and him getting rid of – Tom Brady knew when to throw the ball away. You're you're comparing the two. I'm not, but what I'm saying, I think Mac Jones is a good fit. I think he's a good pocket passer in today's NFL. I don't want a pocket passer. Nobody wants a pocket passer in today's name NFL. Me, name me a scrambling quarterback that's won the Super Bowl. Patrick uh, Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, I would say he's more – I wouldn't say he's – Aaron Rodgers is it more of a scrambler. No, I would Those not say – Those guys can move. I Russell would Wilson. I would not Russell say Wilson. I would not say they're Name scramblers. me a pocket passer I, who's won a Super Bowl besides no, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> Peyton, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. Peyton, yeah. I would uh, say Joe Drew Flacco Brees can even move. I would say that um, Mahomes, Rodgers, and I'll give Russell Wilson a scrambling. I think Mahomes and Rodgers are more gunslingers. They don't run for. Okay, let me let me rephrase. I want a quarterback who can move outside of a pocket before getting okay, sacked. Okay, there you go. But Mac Jones cannot move outside of the. Yeah, pocket. I, I think I think the ability to buy time in the pocket uh, is really important. Um, but I think that's NFL, and I don't think Mac Jones does that very well. So I'd, he I has think to be diff- he I has to be somebody who than- can process at an incredible rate, and that's okay. tough for rookies coming out. Um, I think he could do that because he was really good in college compared to college guys. But um, when it comes to the pros and uh, the speed of the game's a little different, so we'll see if he can do it. Well, like I said, I think there's a big difference when saying someone that can buy you time in a pocket or a scrambling running quarterback. There is a big difference. Yeah, yeah, and just to, to clarify, I was saying I like a quarterback who can run, meaning buy time in the pocket, get outside the pocket, make an open Pick pass, up. which every every quarterback being drafted today has that ability, but Mac Jones, from what I'm seeing. Joe Burrow can do that. Justin Herbert can do that. Tua Tungo-Vailoa can even do that. Zach Wilson's good at that. And all Every single quarterback in today's NFL is going to be able to do that. Mac Herbert. Jones is going to be the only statue. Herbert's not really a. Yeah, he, he can is. move. He's he's he's. he's he, what? He, he, you can at least he can, get out of the He can pocket. move, but but so can Mac Jones. I don't think Mac Jones. No, is Mac Jones is he's he's literally he's very statue. unathletic. He might as well stand there. The only way he's going to buy time is what Brady does, and that's his moves inside the pocket, which he's. There, I don't think there's anyone ever better at that than him, uh, and that's saying a lot. So if he's going to succeed, he's going to have to buy time in the pocket, like Bob said, which I think is incredibly unlikely. Not to mention he's the fifth quarterback. You're drafting a, the fifth quarterback in a draft when you could have traded up like the Bears did and took in Justin Fields, who I thought was the number 
two ranked quarterback. The, the the tape when you watch it between Mac Jones and Justin Fields is night and day. And Justin Fields is a far better quarterback in today's NFL than Mac Jones, I think, will be. And they just were like, no, we're going to stay pat, pat and hopefully take Elijah Eric Tucker. And I guess we got stuck with Mac Jones. It's a horrible move, in my opinion. And the only way that this thing would it might hopefully turn around and, and be a good pick is if Mac Jones – flames out or is great if he's Kirk Cousins for the next 10 years and we're in this QB having this QB crisis we're going to be in rough shape that's my thoughts yeah I I do agree with you in terms of that like uh the purgatory cycling through yeah that purgatory I think if you're taking a quarterback in the first round or or even a quarterback at any round you you should in in some way be able to envision a reality where this guy is a top five quarterback in the yeah. league. If he can't, then, then don't draft him in the first round, please. But uh, I guess later rounds, it's okay to draft for depth, but not a valuable pick. Like I actually think Kellen Mod, I can envision a scenario where he's a top five quarterback just based off his yeah. tools. Mac to Jones, it's harder. Yeah. It's harder to see a path. It, the floor for Mac Jones. I'm not is high. saying he can't do it, but but it's but it's uh, it, it's hard uh, to envision it. I do want to end on a positive note with Mac Jones, but anyone else have final thoughts before we push on to Christian Barmore? Okay, let me let me do the positive thing. He does have some swagger. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that that freaking walk coming out of the tunnel to go seek Adele. Oh then my I, god! When I thought I he was Liam Neeson and taken. I was like, oh shit, get out of the way. Mac Jones is here. I got when, a little chest. When I sent you the uh, the Joker walking next to him. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. I like and, him. I just he, he's up a, on. he's a character. He's a, he has a lot of a pers- personality. So. If he ends up being good, he's going to be fun for the franchise, but I don't think he will. I, time will tell. I like Mac Jones. Um, like I said, I, I watched him play enough like last year being an SEC guy, but you never know. It's swing and misses with this. All right, let's move on to Christian Barmore, who I love this pick. Bob, I think this is one of your favorite players in the draft. Uh, he's the defensive tackle out of Alabama. Red shirt, sophomore, 6'4". 310, 15th on PFF's big board. Yes, you heard that correct. 15th, and we took him in round two. And he had an incredible playoff run. Arguably the best four games by any defensive player in this class. And I think the only issue was character concerns. That's from what I saw. Uh, Bob, you're shaking your head. What do you, what do you like about Barmore? Oh, I, I love him. I think he was the, I don't want to say only, but he was the only proven interior defender that could consistently get to the quarterback and like mm-hmm. did it at a high rate. I I liked him a lot. And uh, I just remember watching the Ohio State game and he was just destroying our O-line. I like that. I like we that. Had a, we had a, two of those guys that he was destroying went in the second round and then the third round. So it wasn't like they were chumps. Wow. And I think our yeah. our two tackles who he didn't see as often, but both of them will probably go pretty early next year. Good. I love this pick for them. They they desperately need some 
some pass rush from the defensive interior. And they long are the days where we're going to see Lawrence Guy because he's horrible. Uh, Christian Barmore hopefully will step up and provide that interior pressure who, from, from what I heard from quarterbacks, that's the worst kind of pressure, especially pocket passers. Uh, and yeah, then Ronnie Perkins was oh, their next pick. Hold on. Go ahead. My, What's up? I will uh, uh, – sources also confirm that he, he might be a little bit batshit crazy. What? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he might He's be a character little... concerns, not batshit crazy. That's okay. Yeah, he, might, he might be a coach's nightmare. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, he lit, he lit a school on fire. Poor guy. <laughs> uh, I have some notes on Ronnie Perkins, if I may. Yeah, go for it. The Patriots drafted him in round three, defensive end at Oklahoma, a true junior, 6'2", 253, a five-star stud from high school. <laughs> Super quick, very athletic. Again, he started as a true freshman for Oklahoma, was good his entire college career, but not super great. He didn't like, pop out. Like His numbers weren't great. He was okay against the run but he's really good at getting pressure. And I think he's going to make an immediate impact for this team. And I love, love, love these type of players in round three. Edge rushers who are good at doing one thing, who had some pedigree from high school. Oh my gosh, this is a slam dunk pick for me. Yeah, I think um, if he would have gone somewhere that I, he didn't have a a plan for how he was going to get on the field. Cause I, I do think he's too small to play a typical edge in a four, three. Um, but he yeah, is a pass two, rusher. Two fifty three is a little, a little light, um, but he's a pass rusher. Um, and he's really good at it. Uh, and I'm, I'm just going to trust that uh, Billy and the Pats can, they have a plan for how they're going to use him. And so it, he'll probably be a nightmare. It's almost like they only went to two pro days, Oklahoma and Alabama, because their first four <laughs> picks were Oklahoma and Alabama. And you know who Ronnie Perkins reminds me of? And you guys are going to think I'm crazy. And Vaughn Miller? It, no, no. If Gaines is listening, he, he's going he's gonna to laugh. Bruce Irvin, who played for Seattle, he came from West Virginia, who was his tape was awesome. I was like, this guy is incredible at rushing the passer. He was undersized. He's like 6'3", 252, similar to Perkins, who I think that they could be somewhat comparable. And if he's like Bruce Irvin, I'm going to be pumped. I don't even know if Bruce Irvin's still playing, but he did, and he was productive. So we'll see. He was a, he was a very um, underrated person on that defense when they were, you know, winning yeah. all those games. He bounced around a little bit. Seattle Raiders, then back to Seattle eventually. But I hate this next pick. <laughs> Ramon Stevenson, running back yeah, out of Oklahoma. Bad. This guy is horrible. He was a not, do not draft on my pre-draft list, and he was drafted in the fourth round by the Patriots. They don't even need running backs. We have two. We spent like two first rounders on running backs already. I don't get this pick. I don't know what they're going to do with him. He's like a special team fullback. I, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's a fullback. He's big. He's a big guy. Yeah, he is. Catch the ball. Not really. I mean, he's not good at anything. Let's be honest. This guy sucks. This, he won't be on the team <laughs> in the year. I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's a fullback. Steven, you were going to say uh, something? He reminds me of uh, 
who is the guy that the Packers drafted last year in the second round? AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon. That's if, maybe at best. If if he he's, he's a like AJ Dillon, I'd be very happy. I think he's going to end up being. But what I'm saying, age. I think you I think you all. He's just a big guy. You all drafted him, but like I said, I don't. I think he'll. I think you drafted him too early. He could have been signed as a un, undrafted. Yeah. Yeah, I do agree. It's a reach, but uh, I think what if he's uh, like Kyle Juszczyk? What if he ends up being the best uh, fullback in the league? I, mean, I would like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you could probably get one of those in free agency for three million. But yeah, let's waste a fourth round pick on one. Kyle Juszczyk's do not grow on trees, Hoover. All right. <laughs> I think he if just you... got he just got paid like he picks pretty handsomely he for, by the 49ers. No, whatever. I think they're like giving them close is, to ten mil a, a year. Pick. I don't. I don't know anyone else on this. This I don't look at fifth, sixth rounders until they actually prove something. But they drafted a receiver in the seventh round, Trey Nixon. So um, I'm going to mark my calendar in three years to see what happened to him. I bet he's a slot receiver. <laughs> uh, I can give you a little profile. Okay, oh. give me a little rundown. Hold on. Let's see if PFF is. Uh... Is he white? Oh my God, he's white at a UCF. This guy's six two. He uh, he's not even showing up on the draft guide for PFF. <laughs> That's good. Sounds he's, like a patriot already. He's twenty. No, he's mixed. I don't think he's white. He's uh. He's mixed. He's six two, one hundred eighty pounds. Uh, let's see what his uh college. Uh, his Wikipedia doesn't even have his college stats, so yeah, he's he's something else. He's yeah, he's he's black the same way Steph Curry's black. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, he does look a little, a little lighter. Okay, we'll see. Trey Nixon, former Super Bowl winner, former All Star, maybe Hall of Famer in the slot. We'll see. <laughs> I'm giving the Patriots draft a um a B minus. If I'm honest, I like two picks. That's it. I'm actually surprised you went that that uh, generous. Yeah, because I like the Barmore pick and I like the Perkins pick a lot. I think those guys are going to be starters out of the the gate. This is this is probably it's probably uh, B plus A minus range for me. No, I'm gonna way. go B B plus. Why is that? You don't like Stevenson. You don't know any of these late guys. So there's three picks. Yeah. Mac Jones, do you even like that pick? Uh, McGroin's not bad. McGroin. <laughs> You're saying McGroin's not bad. <laughs> Amron McGroin. McGroin's not bad. McGroin. <laughs> Amron McGroin with a tackle. <laughs> Good luck with that one. McGroin. Steven, what are you rating the Patriots draft? Um, well, I didn't, I didn't prematurely say it this time. I'm going to give it a, a B, just a B. Okay. Right. It's, um, it's, it's hard to give it's hard to give somebody a grade and a lot of people want to give grades out but it's like it just depends where you are what's who's available at your time like if you really just need an offensive tackle and you're drafting 20 to 25 and all the offensive tackles are gone and the next offensive tackles aren't really good until the third round like does that make sense it's hard to give people yeah Great on the draft. That's what we're doing here, by the way, Stephen. If you want, sure. That's literally what we're doing. I know you're throwing out letter grades like they're candy. 
prematurely, if I may. We're, um, we're, we're trying to deliver uh, to the listeners that type of uh, calculations of how we grade out all that stuff you just described. Grades are hard. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Dolphins had the best draft for the AFC East. Um, I like I like the Jets. Yeah, I think I agree with the, like Jets the Jets better, but both the Jets, then Dolphins, then Pats, then Bills for me. Okay. Guys, um, we did it. This is going to be weird. Uh, shout okay. out to Spencer Hammond. Uh, oh. Yeah, my, my, my mom was flying, and uh, this this fella asked to listen to our pod. And so I oh, said we should I'd give him a shout at out. At the top. I know. I feel bad for Spencer. If he gets all the way through Spencer, thank you. Yeah, oh, Spencer Hammond, thanks, That's hey, on you, thanks for uh, chatting it up with my mom, and uh, good luck in, I think you're in somewhere in Mexico, Cancun or, or something. Have fun. Don't yep. drink the water. <laughs> right? That's what they say. I, I've heard him say it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smoke Steve's the marijuana like it's clever. cigarettes. <laughs> oh, God. Steve's thinking of something clever. Did you, <laughs> did you find something? Or should we end it? Hola. Say hola, Spencer. <laughs> Out there in Mexico. <laughs> that's what they say, right? Uh, aloha. Okay. That's aloha. That's even better. I like that line better. Okay, we're gonna end it. The AFC. That, uh, and that, NFC East. that concluded all of our uh, draft grading. I'm cl- I'm happy. I'm ready to move on to, to other yeah. things. I'm I'm ready to put this portion of the uh, off season behind us. I'm ready yeah. to get into some college football when we're ready. I think we'll probably do a couple college football episodes. We could, we could, we could. We need to sprinkle that in. We're gonna tape our draft. I'll just edit it. Oh, are we? That'll be fun. Oh, not not our fancy draft, but like the the college football draft. Oh, that'll be fun too. Yep. All right, Steve. Thanks for joining, Bob. Pleasure as always. Yeah. Thank you for joining. Fun guys. Another episode. And thank you guys for listening. Yeah. We'll see you.